And hello, movie lovers. So today I actually have Nick with me, and we're going to be reviewing episode six of House of the Dragon. And I can't wait to dive into this. All right, how you doing, Nick? Good, ready to rock. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. I'm excited about doing this. I can't wait to do this. Uh, so like I said, we're going to be talking about episode six. And this actually takes in 10 years later when Rhaenyra has given birth to three boys, Joffrey, Lucius, and Joffrey, who all lack the silver hair of the Targaryens, Valenaries. Viserys rejects Ellison's uh, accusations that the children are bastards. So that's a little bit of the drama that's happening here within episode six. Mm -hmm. But I definitely like the opening scene because of the fact that, you know, you actually see Rhaenyra actually giving birth to another uh, baby and of course you can definitely tell that there is something up with the baby because of the fact that it doesn't have the blonde hair or anything like that and then it goes into the fact that hey look the queen your mother wants to see the baby my first instinct was wasn't the fact that she wanted to check and see if the baby was actually a Tigarian. Mm -hmm. i thought she was going to kill the baby because yeah. of what that was what i thought yeah i i had the exact same thought i was like are we about to get full like you know pharaoh-esque murder here of a child just like out the window or something to start off, you know, 10 that's years what, later, but exactly. Because that's what but, I was thinking. Uh, I, I went there. Everybody's like, no, that's not, that's not what happened. What happened was this. Mm -hmm. uh, basically she was just trying to check and see if the baby was a bastard or if he was a full blown Tigarian because of the fact that she's been producing other uh, babies and stuff like that. Well, and so, her husband is a black guy with white hair. Right. So it's like, so raised some Valerian blood. <laughs> exactly. Things. Yeah. So, you know, I, my mind actually went there. And of course, she winds up going over there. And I I love how Renera has the balls to just get up after having birth. And yeah. she winds up doing that. Yeah. Very strong move on her part. Especially when she's like, you're not the one bleeding. And she walks away and there's just a trail of blood. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that I really that that I really liked was that. And then of course she's like oh, now it comes to the afterbirth. Mm -hmm. And like now they have to go ahead and try and wipe that off before she yeah. goes and sees the queen. Yeah. So after she winds up seeing her, she's like, but then Viserys over there, very excited because he gets to see his grandchild for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And then I like how the queen is playing it off innocently. Oh, you must rest. I'm like, you're the one who called her up here. Come yeah. on. Allison's getting you know? worse by the second. Yes. Yeah. But what's your thought, initial thoughts, though? Uh, I mean, first off the bat, I thought they did the aging spectacularly. Like, the actors all look like their younger counterparts. Um, you know, the characters felt the same, too, which is important. That was the thing I was most skeptical about. I was like, you can make hair and makeup and CGI to make someone look like anyone. But will the acting match? Will the character trajectories match? And I think that they did, especially with Renera. I mean, that that was spot on. Like, she's just as tough as ever. Though, now that she's on to her fourth kid, she's getting a little more haggard. <laughs> her third kid. Most definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely like this other thing where basically it's setting up where, you know, basically it's going to be the queen versus the queen's kids versus the princess's kids yeah. by the time this is over with. Once the queen is dead, once Renera is dead, that's what's going to be happening over here and we all know uh, who wins <laughs> yes and 
that's something that I really liked is the the aging process and stuff like that of changing it, changing out the actors and actresses. Like we mentioned before, before we actually started on this, was the fact that you know sometimes it will take me out of out of an episode or whatever when I see something and it's off because they change out uh, change out actors or actresses. Yeah. But with this, it just picks up the speed of where it left off, like it didn't even happen, which is something I do appreciate with the show. Yeah, completely. And then obviously the already adult actors, the way that they aged them as well. I mean, very fitting. Like, obviously Viserys is falling apart. Um, yeah. But his brother has been living a pretty stress-free life, so he's just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just been basically chilling, you know. Damon's been just... um after what happened with the rumors of saying, oh, you slept with your cousin. And then, of course, it wasn't her cousin. It was actually Sir Christian that slept with her instead. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the whole fact of the queen still has it in for her because of the fact that, you know, all these rumors are actually happening where basically she marries her cousin who happens to be gay mm-hmm. because she's going off of what Damon told her. You know, just going ahead. You can screw anyone you want to. You can go ahead and just be married. She goes, yeah, but if I did that, I'd just be a whore. Well, now she married somebody that she just can have have friends with benefits with while she's married and have kids and pop out kids. And they're like, no, no, no. It's okay for, to, for you to fuck your cousin, but it's not okay for you to fuck uh, the knight or the guard mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it's okay to do that, but it's not okay to do that, but it's okay to sleep with your cousin. So, yeah. you know, but I definitely liked how they went on ahead and they they explained it and showed us the round basically them whispering amongst each other mm-hmm. of what's going on well and that that scene too like right after she has the kid and it's all of them in like their living room with you know her actual guy and you can just tell right away they didn't need to say any words he's the father like everybody in the room knows that only thing i was a little shook with was those kids look exactly what I think my kids are going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel bad for one of those kids, though, man. One of them looked like one of the guys from Stranger Things with a wig, with a blonde uh, wig on. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt bad for the Queen's kids, to be honest. <laughs> While we're on the Queen's kids, uh, you know, our introduction to Aegon Targaryen. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Beyond like the prank that he plays, that that scene where he's in the windowsill just going to town. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been thirteen. Been curious about. Yeah, our but bodies. I don't think I've been on. I never said. One you know what I should do? <laughs> I don't think I was actually like. You know what? I think I'm gonna go in and direct myself off off this window mm-hmm. and just uh, if birds are doing it, why not? I can do the same thing too. I'll okay, just go on. <laughs> That poor that poor balcony's been through a lot. Joffrey yeah. jumps off of it. This one's jerking off on, on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only these walls could talk, you know? But I halfway expected in that scene for Allison to just go for it. Because it's Game of Thrones and everybody mm-hmm. fucks everybody. So <laughs> I was like, are we about to get like some real incest here? <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't see that, that though. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't see it going after that because of the fact that she's trying to protect her kids. Yeah. Because remember what um Tiger not Tigerians, but Hightower said. Yeah. He said either you go ahead and kill the kids, 
all the princesses or she's going to take over. Yeah. Or you're going ahead and you strengthen your part of the house. And pray to her for your, for her mercy. Exactly. So I was looking at it, the fact of these are the heirs to the, ne- to the throne. Mm-hmm. And therefore, she's trying to protect her kids and say, hey, look, you need to stop jerking off in, off the balcony yeah. and everything. You need to start strengthening yourself, not just on that. You need to, you need to go on it. Your cousins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I but love how you need- was just like, I'm not going to challenge him. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I here's the thing. I think that he's not as bad as Joffrey was, but he's definitely got that anger in- issue that Joffrey has. Yeah, he he's got the rage and the arrogance, and I think with power, we're gonna see like you know the Mad King. Like this is about to be some of the wildest Game of Thrones episodes we'll probably ever see. It's gonna be interesting on how he ages and seeing the different things that he's gonna be doing in the future because i could see him doing brothels i could see him going just wild <laughs> as a king but i feel bad for viseri ever since all viseri wants to do is play around with his models and yeah. everybody's just stressing him out he, well, he's and, got you know, a big task of building the intro to game of thrones so right <laughs> exactly if he's gone that's the end of the season so therefore we don't have anything but i feel bad for viseri because of the fact every single time when you see this dude he's getting deadly ill yeah. To the point where he's going to, I'm gonna just going to put it out there like this. And that trailer that we got for the new episode, I feel like he's going to be the one who died. And they're throwing him over. Mm-hmm. Because it makes sense. Because they've been doing it all through six it episodes. If he's yeah. going to die, it would make sense to do it in seven. Most definitely. Because here's the thing. You have to, in order for you to evolve, you have to grow. In order to grow, you have to kill off one of your characters. Mm-hmm. And... Viserys been on his deathbed since the very first episode, yeah. and now we so, have the moment where it's like, will it be Aegon, will it be Rhaenyra. Well, obviously she's named the heir, but like it's time for the real conflict to start. Definitely, and you can definitely tell these chess pieces are definitely moving. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, you have, uh, like I said, Rhaenyra's kids, Jay, Sir Harwin, Joffrey's father, uh, is down there in the dungeons, the dungeons room. Yeah, and try and train their kids on how to say Vermax, which is to basically uh, make the dragons blow fire and kill their prey. So, you know, I and then of course you have them bullying the other cousin as well, and I just felt bad because sooner or later that kid's gonna grow up to the point where he's not gonna forget it, and then he's gonna beat the snot out of him. Yeah, or we're gonna get like some the good brother situations here where. Aegon just continues to torture him. In like That's true. Ways. Yeah. And then eventually maybe ends up like going mad on him initially. But um, but there's a lot of moving pieces though, too. We have the Queen talking about Rhaenyra's children, how it's a disgrace to the throne. Uh, and then Sir Christian and the Queen talking about the uh how Rhaenyra is sleeping with others and stuff like that and rumblings. So I definitely like how Renair is listening in on this. Well, not on Sir Christians, but on other people. Like, wait, we have, there's a dark shadow over us. We got to do something instead of nothing. Meanwhile, her husband is literally like, oh, let me go sail around the world. And here's a giant metaphor for me boning a bunch of other dudes at sea. (laughs) (laughs) And I like how she goes on and says, look, you ended up sleeping. Basically, it's, it's the opposite, uh, 
around this now because normally it's actually the ma- the female well the male that's actually sleeping with a bunch of women yeah. so now it's a dude that's sleeping with a bunch of guys and i like how she puts it you've been you have the finest wine been drinking the finest wine sleeping in the finest beds then you're also banging the lo- most lustful men that you can find in the, your heart desires at least you can do now is stick with me whenever i need you yeah she went like the this is my one favor. I'm calling it in. Like, and I don't blame her. Yeah, because she there's a shadow that's over over them, and it involves the both of them. So if her husband's going going on ahead and doing God knows why, and then there's more whisperings, that's going to put more stress on her, and so therefore they have to stick together. Yeah, and you know I definitely like how at like at the and he also tries to compromise. He goes, well, I did this for 10, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And everything, and then she calls him out on his BS. Yeah, like I'm a warrior. Like no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And then yeah. you know when when a sailor sees danger, he puts his seals up and he goes. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you're a warrior. Good job. Yeah, but you run away. <laughs> from, uh, from <laughs> and then of course you know we wind up seeing this other thing play out where basically now. The uh, the person who helps out the king is basically saying, "Look, I cannot operate under these conditions. Basically, your house has been tainted, yeah, to the point where I can't do anything because of what I've been hearing." And well, the king is like, "Well, what did you hear, sir? I cannot tell you. I mm-hmm. I have to leave." Well, it's because it's his own son that right the father, and that would give them a claim to the throne, or make them bastards. Right. And I definitely like his son, though. His son is probably one of my favorite characters on here. He's a good dude. I'm, like, clearly very morally sound, other than the fact he's having a secret affair with the queen, but he knows their arrangement, so there's no issue with it. No, no issue at all. He gets to hold his son for a few minutes and then go back about his business. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I definitely like how he's trying to coach the uh, his kids yeah, and then you also have Sir Christian, Miss Sour, Mister Sourpuss, that's still holding grudges against people. Yeah, ten years and, later. Get over it, dude. Right, and here's the thing: he's acting like those are his kids mm-hmm. that he's trying to train. Now, I could yeah. see uh, the other friends with benefits guy, the one that she's banging. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see why he would actually stick around because those are actually his kids. Yeah, he has no claims. Right, exactly. Uh, so, with, like, the Sir Christian situation, I feel like he's going to start banging Allison, too. And try and take, like, stepfathership over Aegon. And then teach him everything that he knows, like, fighting-wise. I can see that. Yeah. Which will make him super dangerous. That would be very interesting, though, on how they do that, though. How they set that up. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Sir Christian... I see Sir Christian probably leaving soon. Yeah. Um especially whenever he's on the queen's side, but I could see her, him maybe defending somewhere else that she has him. Because now she's got middle finger now yeah. on her side. Or maybe he gets got. Game true. of Thrones. Anything can happen. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. But, okay, so we also have this other great scene where basically... You see this big monologue that's going down. And of course, you know, the father and the son both get burnt up in the house. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who winded up cutting out this guy's tongue. So the way they can't talk. Yeah. 
which is very interesting. This is, like I said, this is the most Game of Thrones that we had. Yeah. Like, finally, like, classic torture scene. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the crabs were pretty good early on, but, like, you know, it's been more politically driven lately, and we finally got that, exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, the, here's my act of mercy for you. You don't have to die, but you're never going to say a thing again, and we're going to go burn this building down. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it makes it look like that the queen put a hit on the father and the son when she didn't even know anything about it. But now she's implicated. Right. So now she's guilty by association with this guy. And he just he just gives me the creeps. I'm just gonna be real. But definitely. But he's like, you're gonna thank me later. I'm like, dude, you're starting a war mm-hmm. within the house itself to tear its own walls down. Or like, dude, you killed your own father. <laughs> right. You out of your own father I kill uh Killed and fired mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. Uh, which was, you know, basically her listening to him. And then she's listening to the father, the high um, high tower mm-hmm. guy. But he actually gave her some good advice, though. Either you try to defend or you end up dying. Mm-hmm. And your house will fall. Yeah. Okay. But. That's kind of like a big theme of this all, I feel like. Like, if you're not actively doing something, you're screwing yourself over. Unless you're Viserys. Exactly. And Viserys yeah. is just um, ill. He yeah. He's trying to catch up with his wife that walks away from him. Mm-hmm. He's, oh, my king, I'm so sorry. Let me, here, sit down. <laughs> what that tells me, though, about him, I mean, this is purely me projecting onto it, but he's probably a pretty good king. Like, outside of the stuff that we see. Because, I mean, any king that, that is that sick in a violent as a time as Game of Thrones is, yeah, someone's going to come after him. But I think so. no one has. Right. This guy is good. Is a good dude. And I like how in, like, the last episode or the episode before last, he winds up sitting down with the, his right-hand man. He goes, am I a good king? Am I going to be remembered yeah. as a good king? He's like, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, but he's like, I won't be remembered. But it's like, you had a lot of peace in your time. And you're the last one of those for that family. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, then we also have this other thing being played out where basically now Renera wants to move over back over to the Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. And so basically what winds up happening with that is he's like, okay, well, let them talk about me. But I'm not going to be here to, to be a witness to it anymore. Yeah. So she winds up leaving, packing the kids up. And of course, she goes, you know what? Bring your boyfriend with you. Mm-hmm. We need all the men we can get. I'm not picky at this moment. Just. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so have you, have you looked into like the Targaryen family tree at all? No, I thought about it, but I just haven't had the time. Okay. So there, there's some stuff coming up there that's going to be real exciting for the, for the series. If they follow it exactly to how it is, which would make sense. Um, has to do with Dragonstone, though. So I can't wait. Dragonstone to me is actually one of my favorite locations within the Game of Thrones universe for House of the Dragon. So oh. I'm excited to see what they have. But of course, Damien is also too. His wife is trying to give birth to another kid, and of course, she doesn't give birth to the kid or anything like that. And then she winds up committing suicide. Yeah. Well, dying a, a dragon rider's death. Which is exactly going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that that was a heavy scene. But, you know, the most unfortunate thing about that scene, obviously expertly shot, critical for the show, but she was one of the stronger actors in that episode. And it's a shame that now she's dead. Like, we're not going to get her unless there's flashbacks. But it's like, that's kind of served her purpose. Gave Damon his two daughters, who he cares nothing about, but will probably find a way to use somehow. In a way, I feel like he does in a certain aspect because of the fact that he does love his wife. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can see that little bit of closeness with them. Mm-hmm. But as for political gain, I can see it work, trying to work in his favor. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that he needs them to be married. In order for them to get married, he has to try and persuade people to marry them. So it can use that as a political gain. Also, too, whenever he's talking to those townspeople uh, as well, mm-hmm. those townspeople are also giving him land. They're yeah. giving him a place to stay without any having to do any kind of political power at all. And you basically have free money coming in. Yeah. Because like, of people. Uh, protectorship. Or... Making a deal with the mafia, basically. Exactly. It's like, okay, well, we'll let you stay here for free. We'll let let the townspeople pay you for yeah. the, for our protection, and we'll also let you have your dragons. Mm-hmm. We need dragons to protect you, our land. You're actually getting all this because you have dragons. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what we need right now. Mm-hmm. So, in Damien's way, it's like, okay, I can actually use this for a political gain. It's like, okay, so I have all this. Yeah. And it makes it look like I'm actually rich, but really I'm not rich, but I am of high power. Mm-hmm. But it makes me look like that I'm doing everything for these people when I'm really not. Yeah, really, I'm just hanging out here getting drunk, occasionally flying <laughs> my dragon with my wife, who's giving birth to our next kid. But it's a win-win situation on Damien's part, but his wife is also trying to say, no, we're more than that. We're royalty. I want to go back and claim what that's right, rightfully ours. I don't want to just sit here and play house. Do that now because that was her like dying wish, basically, like the night before. Like, right. You know, we're above this. You should be king. Like you were passed up. Like he's going to make a move. He's definitely going to make a move. It's just a matter of when and how he's going to do it. But I think that he's going to use the girls as a way of trying to persuade what he wants. Mm-hmm. for a political gain and then once he gets that political gain i'm thinking he's going to go back to dragonstone yeah and i think he's going to wind up banging uh Rhaenyra, finally mm-hmm. because uh, that's uh, that's still a it's still a go to me he's still gonna bang some boots and I, uh i think that's a 100 percent. exactly yeah like it, it's guaranteed um what i'm really curious of though is if they end up having kids and what happens with the bastards you see that's what i was wondering though too like where does Jon snow reign from though because that's because it's been a long so long that i've seen game of thrones mm-hmm. so i'm like okay we're getting a game a, uh john snow spinoff series but i forgot he's royalty with the tiger Tygar- on uh, targaryens right yeah um so he was I forgot, was it lena targaryen right Is that her name yeah yeah she had dark hair and dark features. That's why Jon Snow did, too. It's got to be one of the bastards. That's, that wouldn't be surprising because of the fact they are they are bastards, so therefore it might actually be one of the sons that winds up surviving this. So yeah. that might actually be where he reigns from then. Because that was like what my question was. I'm like, okay, I'm excited about a Jon Snow spinoff, but 
Mm. Where does the connection at? So I was also thinking too with the uh because of the fact that everybody has black hair. So I was actually thinking maybe it might be the little brother that's been getting his ass kicked. The blonde one? Not the blonde one, but it's... Oh yeah, yeah. The the older uh yeah. of the two cousins, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Could be. I don't know. Um they're definitely setting up for that to be like the big primary battle. So that would make sense if he's the like descendant that he's from. Like you know, uh then also too, you know, I think I feel like I just feel bad for Viserys because of the fact that he's trying so hard to unite the houses and now you have this beef war with the queen and the princess to the point where it's like, okay, well, now you put me in between you guys and there's a split between us and I want to try and fix it, but I know I can't fix it. Yeah. Kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, too... You can't fix it because he's the one that caused it. Right, exactly. Yeah, he put the... <laughs> technical you know patriarchal air in allison's womb so like now my yeah. question is this what did you think about the counterclaim that Renera uh, uh had oh, when allison should have taken that in a heartbeat yeah that i, th that I thought was the perfect scenario they unite the unite both families make it so they don't have to fight and that way whichever son ends up ascending to the throne they're still all connected and, and nobody loses power but al since the selfish selfish bitch and has grown terrible in the last 10 years definitely and yeah. you know i like how she, uh, basically renera winds up calling her out because we used to be friends mm -hmm. before all this and now you're stuck in your ways it's been 10 years and you married my father yeah, and I'm trying to strengthen the houses, and you're not gonna do it. You married because... my father, and you're mad at me because I might have had sex once, and then lied to you because you would have freaked out, women. And right. on top of that, you know, it wasn't even with her uh, cousin at all. It wasn't even with Damien at all, even though he got banned from the town, which was stupid on Viserys' part because of the fact he was Damien was basically, even though he wants to bang her, he was mm -hmm. still trying to protect her. For, even yeah. though it was as far as his own gain, he was still looking out for her. Well, and she she also wanted it, too, in that scene. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I, obviously, he was, they were clearly grooming her, and they talk about that in the, the after episode stuff. But, like, at the same time, like, she was making, you know, no, no short impulsive moves there. Like, she definitely was thinking about that for a long time. And you could tell, I mean, obviously, the cinematography early in the season helped a lot, too, with that establishing that there's feelings that are mutual but yeah I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes for sure i am too because there's a lot of stuff that they can do with that and like i said it's not over between her and damon yeah i'm, I'm just saying that right now he as soon as she finds out that she's over at dragonstone it's gonna be like joey from friends how you doing <laughs> and so you know i think that they're gonna knock boots i think they're gonna go on ahead and sleep with each other and then there, then after that happens, they're going to rise up and try to take over. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think something's going to happen to her bastard kids that, like, makes it so they're not legitimate claims to the throne anymore, even though they're her firstborn. I can definitely see maybe maybe one of the other cousins killing them, you know, or Middlefinger winds up trying to, uh, winds up trying to kill 
uh, kill them, they're in another way. Yeah. So my my initial thought is the middle son of the bastards might end up at the wall, um, just for traditions. And the older one is obviously going to be like the main rival to Aegon, and then might end up being the descendant from Jon Snow. That's actually a good assumption because I was, as I was watching the whole entire training seminar with them when they were trying to train train them on the weapons, I was like, okay, which one is actually the strongest mm-hmm. of them all? Because if you're going to go for the weakest, you're going to send that one to the wall. Mm-hmm. And then who's the next one that you would actually cut down after you send out the weakest one? Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. Because, like, the older son obviously isn't the best fighter, but he's very tenacious. And you saw that because he recovered from getting knocked over by Aegon and went right for him. Definitely right. curious what's going to happen with Joffrey, though. Like, are we going to get to see him grow up and become his own character? And then maybe he becomes, like, part of, like, the Lannister line? That's very interesting because I was even thinking, okay, that's very Lannister-ish mm-hmm. to actually name your son Joffrey. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, that, now, did the Lannisters decide to name their son Joffrey after, because of Igarian? Or... Is there some correlation with it? That was yeah, something that, else that I was. I would add about. power to the tar- to the Lannister family later that they clearly don't have now. They just have money in this moment, right? Casterly the Rock, which is just literally a place. There's nothing special about it. Exactly, right. it's like going to the Shire from the Hobbits and basically seeing a hill. So yeah, yeah there's nothing really there. But instead of like fun-loving, peaceful little people that are just having a great time and. <laughs> shooting off fireworks and doing their thing. Yeah, it's right. money-hungry, incestual blondes. <laughs> and a lot of sex. And, <laughs> and a lot of sex. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, it's making me think, though, about how this is, how what what's going to happen next. And I really like this. Like I said, there's a lot of chess pieces being moved around. You get mm-hmm. to see a lot more stuff going on, going down. I felt bad for the father and the son dying in the house. Everybody, yeah. the two characters I liked died mm-hmm. within a few minutes of each other. So I'm like, okay, so now we're getting to the high stakes here. Yep. I, I'm definitely interested in, you know, with, with how the episode ended with that B like assassins group that's out there that, oh. you know, the guys that burned down the building and they have a little B brooch, like, very cool, very mysterious. Kind of felt like Assassin's Creed esque with like, you know, the whole underground brotherhood kind of thing. You know what? That's actually a good way of putting it because I didn't put think about that though, to be honest. About oh, the... that was my first vibe right away. I was like, that guy looks like Ezio. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Now I actually see what you're talking about because I like Ezio. Ezio is one of my favorite characters from uh Assassin's Creed, but yeah, it definitely does have that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, and then totally important sidebar. Who are your favorite? My other question was this. Okay, you remember in season one with the king, whenever he gets poisoned, you see him coughing and all that stuff, and he starts getting sick. Now, when the father was coughing, my first instinct was, oh, he got poisoned. Mm-hmm. My my That was my first go-to. But then I'm like, wait, how did he get poisoned? Yeah. Or anything. So I'm like, okay, that's not it. But he's coughing for a reason. Well, then we wind that, up finding out. I had that yeah. same thought, actually. Um, you know, the... The doctor always kind of sketched me out, um, especially like when he put that potion that would like, you know, mend Renera. 
obviously she didn't take it. Um, right. But, you know, it, it could be a case where, like, maybe someone close to him is getting medicine for him that's really making him sicker, especially considering the Iron Throne is cutting him and, like, weakening his body to begin with. Um, that was definitely a thought that crossed my mind. But I think at this point, he's just getting old. Yeah, at first I thought the Macers was actually the ones that were poisoning him. But now I'm thinking along the lines of maybe it's his wife that's poisoning him, but now it's just age catching up with him. Yeah, I think um, I, I had that thought about Allison also, but at the end of the day with her, she's in a situation where I think her power is solely latched to him right now and him somehow calling Aegon his heir before he dies, which is why and, she's trying to like besmirch Rhaenyra and her kids so so hard, because she knows she's got like the ultimate stakes here. Like My family could have the Iron Throne, but she's not seeing it from the big picture here, because Rhaenyra offered her that opportunity one generation away. Exactly, and that's where Rhaenyra's going to wind up winning this in the end, is because of the fact that you only have one blood going through the whole entire sanction of your territory. Mm-hmm. You don't have, a, don't get me wrong, you have bastards and stuff like that. That's part of an heiress yeah. thing. But then you're also going to probably have Damien that comes in with his daughters, and they're going to produce. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to strengthen up their house. Meanwhile, you only have one bloodline that you're counting on. Damon's daughter, one of Damon's daughters maybe marries Aegon Targaryen. That's actually, that, that would actually be a good power yeah, play. Because then you've got Valerian Targaryen mixed with another Targaryen. That, that would be something I would Valerian see. Targaryen. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see it. And it strengthens up all the houses, not just um, one or two, it strengthens up all three. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you remember Joffrey's quote from the original Game of Thrones series, but um, he, he's got a scene where he, he's giving a tour of like the torture room or whatever and like the, the history of the Iron Throne. And he says, right here are the ashes of Rhaenyra Targaryen. She was killed by Aegon and he ate, his dragon ate her. Crap, I forgot all about that. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay, cool. That's what it's building up to. I think she's definitely going to win the fight between Allison and Aegon's going to age to become the Mad King. And he's going to wind up killing her. Yeah, somehow he ends up killing everybody. But in between that time, there's a lot of stuff that happens along the Targaryen bloodline that's going to be really interesting to watch. I can't wait to see that or wind up seeing that whole other power play come out, like you mentioned, from what Jeffrey's speech was. I do remember the torture room and stuff like that. I just didn't remember the ashes and stuff. So yeah, I'm glad that you remember really that. Quick. Like, I, I, so, someone sent me the clip. That's how I, I've, like, remembered it. But, like, he he literally is, like, going over. He's got a torch. He's like, oh, yeah, this is Renera, like, Targaryen. Goes over, like, a quick history and then instantly moves to the next scene. So it's literally, like, you know, classic Game of Thrones, you know, Easter egg that they laid in there, but you know, it, it's something that was passed over in ten seconds that is going to dictate an entire series with a billion dollar budget. So, exactly, and that's something that I really like, though. I like the fact that we now have some connectivity with the mm-hmm. Game of Thrones with Jeffrey's speech, and like I said, I didn't think about 
even having that incline of even thinking that. So now that I know, it's like saying this, okay, well, good job. You won against the queen, but now you have to fight up against the sun now. Exactly. So, so it, it could almost be like a situation where the queen and, and Renera, like obviously there's a fight between them that happens, like we saw in the, the sneak peek for next week's episode. So I'm wondering if something there maybe triggers Aegon to go full, like, fuck these people. I don't care if they're my family. And just, you know, grenade gets thrown on the whole situation. I can definitely see that, though, being played out. But, you know, I think that this is actually a good stopping point, though, too. I mean, I really have to say that I enjoyed this episode for what it is. It gave us a lot of layers to actually uncover. They they packed in a lot within an hour, which is something that I do appreciate. And I don't really feel like anything was wasted. Nothing felt like a subplot. Everything was cohesive and together. The only negative thing I can say is probably the dragons felt more like a CD, CW mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing, especially when you see Aragon, uh, not Aragon, but when you see Damon on it, on the dragon, I'm like, this feels very CW right now. She blows the fire in the air, he flies through it, and they look at each yeah. other. It's like, I hate you, but I also love you. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But if that's like the only thing that I have to say negatively about it is the fact that the dragons didn't really look like they were the dragons that we knew from the first five episodes or anything like that. It just didn't feel uh, realistic in a sense. Yeah. Like, not saying dragons are real or anything, but, you know, it just didn't have that same vibe that I got from like the couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. But still, overall, great episode. I totally agree. One of my favorites so far. But... Thank you. But here's the thing, Nick. I do appreciate you doing this uh, review with me. As a matter of fact, I might try and get you back over here again for episode seven. Hell yeah. As, we'll as well, because I'm glad that you're a big uh, throner. So that's something that I'm, I'm actually happy about. Uh, I'm, I'm a throner and uh, a dragon rider. That That is acceptable as well. That, by the way, ladies, that's actually listed under his dating, uh, dating site. I am the throner oh. and I'm... <laughs> but... But here's the thing, though. He's married, so therefore he had to delete Marian, that dating app. Uh, so feisty. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you again, Nick. I do appreciate this. And tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, we are going to be doing our Hocus Pocus 1 rewatch. So we're oh, doing that. that. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun because here's the thing. We've been doing these rewatches. We even did rewatches for like all the Batman movies to lead up to the Batman Mm -hmm. So now we're doing the rewatch for Hocus Pocus to get yeah. us set ready for Hocus Pocus 2. So the best Halloween movie too. I definitely agree with that. I hands down definitely agree with that. It's hands down one of my favorite Halloween movies to actually watch. If you're just a kid, it just has a nostalgia factor of watching Hocus Pocus on Halloween. So anyways, guys, that's going to be it for tonight. I do think nick for joining me thank you for watching if you're watching don't forget to comment don't forget to smash that like button don't forget to do all that stuff also too, go ahead uh, go over to the audio only podcast as well if you got guys like what you see or anything rate us over there always until next time guys bye bye